0: Right back to it. Fitzy and hard on WEEI.
1: And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
4: Who's the best quarterback in this draft? Is it Caleb Williams? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? I like Jaden Daniels. So I'm Jaden Daniels fan. Um, Heisman Trophy winner, obviously. I love the, the play, how he plays, being able to be versatile. So I think that'll be a strong suit for us. What about just trade just down? in my
5: opinion. See, I keep saying trade down. <laughs> trade down ad. <laughs> Don't do it.
4: Ah, don't do it.
6: Former, but possibly soon again, maybe current Patriots wide receiver you. Kendrick Bourne. I don't know exactly how to refer to him, other than I guess I could just say Kendrick Bourne with Tom E. Curran. From Radio Row in Las Vegas. That clip courtesy NBC Sports Boston. He made the rounds this week. He was very active. One of the most active active NFL players making the media and Radio Row rounds this week out in Las Vegas in advance of Super Bowl 58. we got a couple other cuts we want to share with you momentarily. It's Fitzy and Hart coming to you from Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEI and weei.com. You can join the show using the Odyssey app, WEI.com, or any of our fabulous affiliates. And don't forget to subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast in case you happen to have missed any of the show prior to. We spoke to Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal about Billy O'Brien to the BC Eagles, Andrew Callahan on the revitalized and reconfigured Patriots executive and front office structure, and so much more. So, Andy, what did you think? So, Jacoby Myers, he was out there. Shilling for bounty, bounty, and ziplock,
5: like the whoa, two big. Whoa, whoa, what you could have just said for a paper towel company. What are we just giving free ads out now? All right, he was sh-
6: fine. Well, maybe they'll advertise with us because it'd be like, Oh, that's cool. I they'll, doubt we'll it. You get a free name check. I doubt it. All right, Jacoby Myers, shilling for a paper towel company that uh, is named after what is placed on your head when you are a criminal and, <laughs> and you, uh. He was out there making the rounds as well, but Kendrick Bourne was everywhere. I mean, he was on with uh, our guy Zach Gelb, Tom Curran, all the you know, other radio stations. It was, he was everywhere. Couple things I took away from that. Number one, did you notice how he said "us"? He hasn't been re-signed. Do you think? Do you think Kendrick Bourne is on the 2024 Patriots? Because it sure sounds like he wants to be.
5: Well, uh, he absolutely, I think, wants to be. Um, I want him to be. I love mm-hmm. the idea. Uh, of him and I and we've talked a little bit about this on the six rings podcast I think coming off the injury his market might be depreciated a little bit and I think for him as let's be honest he is a um, complimentary receiver probably mm-hmm. in the NFL and I, I feel like for a receiver like him at this point in his career to go somewhere else coming off an injury to try to reprove yourself and your value is a dangerous game because if You're a little bit limited physically. Maybe you have a bad camp. I think you could find yourself cut, and all of a sudden your career is going in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Whereas stay here where you have some relationships. You have some comfort. They have some comfort. Um, I just feel like it's probably a better uh, long-term decision, even if the money maybe is a little better somewhere else. If the money's a lot better, then always take the money. But uh, all things being somewhat equal, I think he should stay, and I think it makes sense for them. I mean... They get a lot of questions to answer at the wide receiver position. Um, the most interesting thing I thought to come from Kendrick Bourne, and then by extension, we'll get into some others. Have you noticed since Bill is no longer running the show, there seems to be a lot more comfort with uh, sharing of opinions and thoughts. Big and true time, feelings. <laughs> big time. <laughs> like, Funny, like, wow. do you think you would have heard any of this from
6: any Patriots, current, former, and beyond, if Bill Belichick was still in office? Yeah, rather <laughs> on ready the, to the Some cash.
5: Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I love sort of I gosh. love it whether it's Jonathan Jones admitting that yeah the defense was, you know, a Mad little bit in the offense what, what the offense wasn't doing right. or Kendrick Bourne talking about Yeah, just like everybody else thought it was crazy to hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, we thought it was crazy to hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Um, It's been a therapy
6: session for them in a lot of ways to finally be able to talk to all the people at this radio station, other radio stations, on TV, uh, other affiliates and beyond, and finally say what they were contractually prohibited from saying for all those years that Bill Belichick was in charge, like, yeah, it was awkward. Yeah, Yeah, we felt bad for Mac Jones. Yeah, this happened. Yeah, we felt this way. Like, it confirmed a lot of our suspicions and beliefs. So
5: it's therapeutic for them. It actually kind of feels good for us. Uh, and very I'm sure much so. I'm that sh- part I like yes. is, once again, and we learn this a lot of times, too, with t- players that retire and then go into the media, and you listen to them, and you're like, Hey, you said the opposite of that last year when you were still a player, and you just realize that generally when we observe from afar and from the outside, but just take a very... Um, sane common man approach to it Mm -hmm. we're probably right like we're they're not saying it they're not going to admit it in the moment they can't admit it in the moment whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but a lot of times the obvious feeling the obvious reaction the obvious analysis is the is the right analysis and they often admit it to you know they're probably friends and family but not to the media But it's good to have it confirmed every once in a while. And every
6: now and again, it'll leak out on social media, and then you'll hear a whole big thing about, oh, so-and-so liked this video, or so-and-so commented about this on so-and-so's Instagram post. And then a whole big hubbub turns out, like, no, this is actually just adults talking about decisions that other adults made that affected their lives. And I I find it very refreshing. And I like—we always thought that somebody like Kendrick Bourne would speak with the kind of candor that he does— Uh, And, you know, he's frank, he's upbeat, he's honest, energetic, very funny, he's a vibe guy. I hope he sticks around as well. I think he's got a lot more to offer the team on the field as well as off the field. Uh, There are a couple other cuts I wanted to get to real quick. Joe, uh, what was that next one we have for Kendrick Porn? Oh, uh, confirming a lot like... Uh, talking about Mac Jones.
2: Yeah, so he talked to Zach Gelb during his time with Radio Row, and he talked about that year in 2022, obviously, when Matt Patricia Mm. and Joe Judge were, yeah, yeah. as Andy Mm. would like to call it, the worst decision. And he talked about that the relationship, no one was really, they still liked Mac Jones, but it was just the situation was that difficult. So here was born on Zach Elb's show.
4: Mac Jones was really liked. I think it, it was rough in 2023. Uh, 2022 obviously was rough, as you just talked about. Yeah. And in 2023, it got more rough. So I think it just, it was two years of, of, of roughness, of, of kind of rebuilding and trying to find who we were. And I think it was just, a, it was kind of a toxic place. People were pointing the fingers and things like that in the locker room, not too bad, but you could feel the energy. You know, I've been a part of a winning locker room, mm-hmm. as you know, in San Francisco. And I, and it was just different. It was, it was harder. Um, to, to get through those situations. So I don't say he wasn't liked. It was just everybody's point of view is different. So I love Mac. I have a good relationship with him, but I couldn't tell you how somebody else felt. So I think it was just different emotions about him. Hmm.
6: Yeah, the whole entire idea that Mac had a really hard time that we talked about for a long time, turns out he was having a hard time. Did yeah. the locker room actually become toxic? Yes, it did. Like you yeah. mentioned previously, Jonathan Jones talking about the fact that, yeah, there were times the defense was actually very pissed about how the offense was not able to perform. So all of that dysfunction we speculated upon or had informed speculation toward actually all did come to fruition. There's one more I wanted to share. I think also uh, someone who never should have left, who I believe was hard-lined over a million dollars out of New England last year, turns out had a great season with the Raiders. I doubt he would have saved us from all of the offensive ineptitude and dysfunction last year. That being... Jacoby Myers, wide receiver for the Los Angeles out there like I said, hawking some paper towels um, he spoke on the Mac Jones subject as well.
3: Man, how that went down with Mac I kind of watched it all unfold for the last couple years and I feel like you could have seen it a couple years ago and, and tell that it would end up bad. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, Yeah, man, I don't like selling people out but I think they had to meet him a little bit more because I know he's in the building working I can't name too many people working harder than him so I hate to see it for him. I really do.
5: You mean meet him more in terms of surrounding him with more yeah, talent? to help
3: him. Like, talent, coaching, you name it. Like, just putting him in a better position to win, I think, would have helped their program a lot. Do you think you could have helped salvage what has become of Mac Jones's career had you been able to stay? I don't know if I'm that powerful, but I promise you <laughs> I probably would have did my best to help. You. Like, I would have... Because I understand the stress that comes with playing that position. That position for that team in that city, too, at the same time, it's, I know it's tough. So I can I can guarantee that I would have did my best to help. But I also know the guys in that room are trying their best to help them, too. So it's just a, it's a tough situation.
6: That was Jacoby Myers with our pal Phil Perry on the Next Pats podcast from the NBC Sports Boston. Podcast My favorite feed.
5: part of that was that position for that team in that city. hoo wee It felt like he was going to add a hoo-wee. Good luck, Mac, but, at the but, end of that. But
6: interesting. Yeah, good luck, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm happy where I am out here with the Las Vegas. here it is. Uh and it's interesting how he points out in, in addition to all the expectations and all the pressure that gets put on you and how difficult fans, some media beyond whatever may make it at times. It's not entirely our fault.
5: <laughs>
6: I know. i all right. All i right. I just went from one side to the other very quickly. Yeah, yeah you did. Uh you know, he said he doesn't think that they they should have met him more in the middle. That mm-hmm. they should have tailor cut the offense more towards whatever Mac's skills are and/or were or could be. That they should have surrounded him with more talent. So basically, now you get an idea of what the offense was feeling, and now we know more what the defense was feeling. They like Mac Jones. They did him dirty. Whether or not he stays, and he's part of Alex Van Pelt's. Uh, quarterback room next year, or you know, Mac Jones seems to think that he's going to be. He's there working out all the time. I keep hearing he's first in the building. He's commented on people's social media posts that he thinks he's QB one of the Patriots. So Devonte Parker thought he was wide receiver one of the Patriots last year. <laughs> <laughs> we saw how that worked out. Yeah. I don't know. That's one of the many questions that'll have to get answered. We'll speculate further when we come back. Plus, Andy and I will preview Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Talk a little bit about tomorrow's game, how we can frame it or look at it from a Patriots perspective. That's probably how we'll have to do because that's what it's all about here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI, 617-779-7937 is your number. John, Dan, I'll get to your calls as soon as we get back. But right now, i got to get you the latest in trending sports news with Joe
2: Braverman.
7: The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6-10. to
0: 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
2: Well, it was closer than it needed to be, but the Celtics were able to hold off the Washington Wizards at TD Garden last night. 133-129, the final score. They end their seven-game homestand with a record of 5-2. and two. Jason Tatum led the way. He was two assists shy. Of a triple-double, he had 35 points and 10 rebounds. Kristaps Porzingis finished with 34-11. and 11. Drew Holiday was right behind them with 20. And the next matchup for the Seas will be tomorrow afternoon. It's a matinee in Miami to take on the Heat. Speaking of a matinee, the Bruins keep their homestand going as they take on the Capitals tonight at T- today at TD Garden. Puck drop is set in a little more than an hour from now at 330 Gerard Mayo continues to round out his coaching staff. As first reported by Sports Trust Advisors, former Super Bowl champion Dante Hightower has been hired as the team's linebackers coach. Former first-round pick returns to the franchise he won three Super Bowls with as a player in related news. Falcons owner Arthur Blank stated yesterday that former Patriots coach Bill Belichick was never offered the head coaching job in Atlanta and that Belichick never asked for full control of player personnel. And Super Bowl 58 is one day away between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Kansas City has already ruled out guard Joe Tooney. He is out with a lingering pectoral injury. Don't forget, we have all-day coverage of the Super Bowl right here on 93.7 WEI-FM, beginning with the big game brunch at 8 a.m. That'll eventually get into Westwood One's coverage of the Super Bowl beginning at 2 in the afternoon. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com.
0: Call from Mom. Answer it
5: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's
0: largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is kind. Stream minor league affiliates.
5: The Midwest League home run leader.
6: Why, it's almost like some of our good listeners to the Fitzy and Heart program and WEI at large are producing the program. Because, Andy, on the top of mind was this very topic that our latest caller, John, in the car would like to bring up. The travesty that is Rodney Harrison not getting into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The inductions were announced earlier this week. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Boys, how we doing? Right, we're hanging, my man.
7: Hey, not to be negative, Nancy, but uh, you know who was a really great compatriot uh, who was uh, a so-so position coach is uh, Troy Brown. So yes, I, ho- I hope Dr. Howtower is great, but uh, yeah, just a, a mm. dose of uh, negative name, uh, negative nope. whatever. No, it's but a- my my real fire today is Andy. You know, add hmm. the, add these people to the pro football focus list of uh, ire hate that I have is the Pro Football Hall of Fame Committee, like. What, what goes on with these people? Like they, they roll up Ron Ford just once a year. Everybody has to like, walk in like it's a vote for the Pope and Fleck to Peter King, and then like, nobody knows how the voting goes. They come out six hours later and they say, all right, here's, here's who's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, this is ridiculous. You, pe- like, you people, you <laughs> football writers of America, you people are just as bad as the baseball writers. Like, this is the time of year where the baseball honks get to call in and go, you guys are awful. Like, you guys have it wrong and can't get it right ever. And, it, and it's a travesty that Rodney Harrison, one of the greatest uh, defensive players of that era, is not not going to the Hall of Fame yet.
5: So who do you think was elected, selected this year that doesn't deserve it?
7: Um, You know what? Patrick Willis is a great defensive player, and he has a lot of stats, but, like, can you tell me what impactful like moment he had ever in the NFL?
5: So, you mean like a big play in a Super Bowl or something? Cuz I can't. Right, I like, can't answer I, that. I, I, just I think Patrick Willis way, like, is one of the greatest middle linebackers I ever saw play.
7: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, that that really did nothing in the NFL. Like that that's what that's what I would say gives you a But what does did
5: nothing mean? It, he was like a 6-time all-pro in 8 8 seasons. Like is that doing okay, nothing?
7: Like Right, he has no Super Bowl titles. Like I, thought So he didn't play well, with Brady. So he if he had played with here.
5: Brady, he'd be the greatest defensive player ever. Because that's the difference. I, was, he wasn't uh, on the, if he was on the Patriots, era, he would have won Super Bowls.
7: Brady. Well, I, like, I, I, but th- this, is, this is exactly why I put Rodney Harrison about Patrick Willis. Like, Rodney Harrison has rings. That's what puts him in Canton. I think
5: Patrick there's nothing Willis more overvalued not in the Hall ever. of Fame discussion than rings. Rings are so overvalued in the Hall of Fame discussion, in my opinion.
7: Patrick Willis felt like, Five guys saw it was like like the Jim Rice that like we have to genuflect and put him in because like somebody in in San Francisco said he's the greatest uh, linebacker of all time. Like no, somebody across the entire
5: much, league much said no, no, no. Somebody across the entire league said he was an All Pro, and again, I believe it's six of his eight. This is
7: where years. I get to in terms. Okay, so this gets me back to my original point. Like there is no transparency from you football writers. Like you well, go first of all, room, Whoa, 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 like, whoa, 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 whoa! I'm not later, in the room. I'm not with, in the like, room. Here
5: no, 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 I'm not in the room, so don't blame no, me. Sorry. There I, is no transparency. I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing it up for the, uh, to the. No, to I know. Game. I like but it.
3: We,
7: we know that, that's how the football writers are. Like that, that's what the game is. Like the football writers go in there, and again, like is Ron Borges still the New England guy that they roll out? Like I think he is, right? Like I think only he's in there. I believe going, he's in there. Right. They, 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 that is like some of the transparency. There are literally 32 people that go in a room, and it's still the most senior person that goes in there. So we're talking about Ron Borges. Like, I, I can't tell you when Ron Borges had a relevant thought in, in football recently. I, I mean, like, now, now you're being disrespectful
5: mind, like, to Ron Borges. Like, Ron Borges has been around the NFL for whatever it is, 50 years. He covered Al Davis's Raiders right. forever. Like, that was forever and allegedly ago.
7: Got in a fight with a, and allegedly got in a fight with a guy in the press box who was uh, –
5: not not fully capable. So I, Ron Borges has a nice task as well. But, like, this is but are thing you saying he knows nothing take, like, about football? Because I think one of the problems with a lot of these things is too many modern people involved. There are so many people that I have debates about sports with that don't know what happened in the early 2000s, never mind the 90s or the 80s. And it's an uh, alarming absolutely. lack I, of I awareness. I don't disagree with you. It's I don't, it's don't alarming. disagree with you as so, well. I want perspective. I want a a historic perspective. And I know there's a fine line there between crotchety old man and historic perspective and modern perspective and all of that. But first of all, I want to state for the record, I believe Rodney Harrison is a pro football Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. I think he's a great player who was great before he got to New England And certainly his resume got buffed up by being with the Patriots and Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and winning Super Bowls and being a very strong part of winning those Super Bowls, both on the field and in the tone he set in the locker room. I want that all on the table. But I also would say, who did you think he should go in over? You picked Patrick Willis. I disagree with that. Like. I mean, could you say Dwight Freeney? I think Dwight Freeney's a little overrated, quite personally. I think you could sell me on on Rodney Harrison over Dwight Freeney in a heartbeat. Boy, howdy! Yeah, I mean, right, right, you're right, right
7: there. I mean, it's I, 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 I the first one, then you get the second one right there. I, I, I have absolutely. This is my reason, my call, because I think he could be in for several different ways. But again, maybe I'm just a Patriots homer. But I also think yes. that maybe <laughs> with the Patriots side thing you're, that uh, you're, you're, you're touting there, like. You're not giving enough credit to the early days of the defense and what Roddy brought. Like the lawyer like the Lawyer Malloy piece, when he left and Roddy came in, mm-hmm. like that that solidified the defense and right of the ship. And certainly you know, we don't have to go back and then remember when too much, but because uh, we remember when. But yep. thanks for taking my Appreciate, call, guys. Appreciate thank you, guys. Guys. Thanks, John.
6: Appreciate you coming. Are I love unprepared. calls like that. That's why I, I let it go like on that. a little long. I'm sure there's someone on the text line saying, like, "Why wow, is this guy the third host on the show?" No, no, I actually. Yeah,
5: no, no, no. If you bring a passionate argument, yeah, I would love to debate you. It's why you know I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't like Danny from Quincy or Steve from Fall River, and sometimes they are very, very redundant. But Mm -hmm. loud and obnoxious, if you have an opinion, if you have some facts, if you're willing to go back and forth for a little bit, I think makes for good radio. I I really do. I think it's this. You should have. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fitzy. But Mm. fan is short for fanatic. Fanatic. So have a fanatical opinion. Now, I'm not going to necessarily always. D- uh, agree with it, even though Hector Longo just called me on Twitter a uh, f- Patriots footy pajama wearing honk or something. And I was like, wow, I haven't been called that in forever. Maybe never in my life. He's a so, Hector. Jeez. Um, you? I don't know what's going on there. But like the argument that Patrick Willis, what do you ever win? No, he didn't play with Tom Brady. Okay, if he had played with Tom Brady, he would have won, and Patrick people Willis would be was great. Him. Dwight Freeney, I think, is Hall of Fame worthy, but I would yeah. not put
6: Patrick, excuse me, I would not put Andre Johnson or Dwight Freeney
5: in the Hall. Julius Peppers was an absolute freak. Stud. Just, Pepper, to me, Peppers and Willis, no argument. No brainers. Hester, no argument if you're including specialists, because uh-huh. in terms of specialization, I was watching his reel the other night on... Instagram or Twitter, it came across when they announced it. Yeah, banana Just good. stupid. Banana's just just stupid. Nasty. Like, Remember when mm-hmm.
2: he kicked off the Super Bowl with a legit kickoff return? And we were all he was like, a video game character. He was a video game win. character
5: on grass. Like, he yeah. is that good.
2: And let's not overshadow the fact that not only did Rodney not get in, Antonio Gates didn't make it in oh, the first Oh Yeah, try.
6: okay, you've got a top five all-time tight end, and this guy is trying to scrape. He-
5: Antonio Gates was pretty good. I I agree he's in the conversation but these are the tough conversations you can't you don't you, know you sound Gonza- like right Gronk now Gonzalez, Kelsey,
6: Gates and Winslow. I think that's probably your top 5 and you know Mike Ditka would like a word. And so would yeah okay.
5: I mean be, well, see he, that's the problem though. You just listed a bunch of stat accumulators. Yes. Yes and that's what bothers me just as much as you know some of the old guys I think get sort of uh romanticized and maybe overinflated their contributions and their values but that's why i love these conversations because i do think there are the first group of you just say yes you know that famous story of the presenter Mm -hmm. in the room who said i present john elway for the hall of fame i conclude my presentation and he sits down and he never said another word because john elway is a first vote yes from everybody who's ever seen anything but now you get into andre johnson great receiver yeah great career a lot of stats modern receiver put up numbers is he better than stanley morgan i don't know i have no idea different eras and now you got to start to debate these things and hash them out and the old guy votes for stanley morgan and the young guy and just like you and i can battle over wes welker and julian edelman and mm-hmm. and different things we can have strong opinions and we can fight them and to me it's all subject honestly it's all subjective see but that's where i get arrogant because i'm su- like there's nothing subjective about gronk You can argue Gates. Who I just retweeted because
6: I always will. And he is by far and away the greatest to ever play the position. Including Mike Ditka, by the way, who kind of like Gronk, burst out onto the scene. In 1961, Mike Ditka's freshman, rookie, first season in the NFL. How about this? 14 games played, 56 receptions, 1,076 yards. And are you ready for this? 19.2 yards
5: per reception, 12 tutties. 12 tutties. Right. Like, so right there. And, and most people, most modern fans that have this, oh, Kelsey, Gronk, Gonzalez, Gates Stop argument, it. have no idea about Mike Ditka. And that's nope. the problem. And that's the problem if you... We need more Franceses out there to remind us about Otto Graham. Or Borgeses. Like, that's the problem if you have a personal bias against mm-hmm. Ron Borges because he didn't get along with Bill Belichick and he didn't bow down to the Patriot way. You eliminate him from the process. You get closer and closer to eliminating that knowledge of history, that vast knowledge that goes... Because not everybody can look it up or is going to look it up okay. or cares or put mm-hmm. it in context. So I think this is a really fun topic. When you And this is something that Rich Keefe and I talked about doing an all-time team and this idea that Deion Sanders has had that there should be a Hall of Fame inside the Hall of Fame because I'm not the same as that guy. I have a, should have a different color I didn't jacket. hate that take, by the way. I love it. People I don't love, love his arrogance, but... I didn't hate you, that take. If in you the have least. the if you have the all time team, if you want to make a change, that's fine. But you have to replace somebody. Like it's not just adding another member to the Hall of Fame. If you say Deion Sanders is no longer one of the two best cornerbacks because mm-hmm. whoever came along, Darrell Revis is better. You have to make the argument that he's replacing him, and now you're bumping Deion Sanders or. You know the obvious one would be well, Tom Brady bumped somebody off. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time, so he bumped somebody out of the starting quarterback role on the all-time team. Now maybe Patrick Mahomes will bump him off Sunday. Well, I what think I say? We can, what was that? Who? Uh, huh?
6: Now I I believe. We can all agree Gronk is the greatest. Some don't think so. That's fine. That's their bias. Yeah, they Most live in Kansas recently. City. <laughs> he's, he's not <laughs> that Mike. He's not even close to the, He's not even Travis the best Chiefs even, tight end. He's not even a He's not even a tight end. He's a he's an oversized slot receiver. My god. Kelsey that can't
5: tight hold Kelsey can't hold Tony Gonzalez's jock, in exactly. my opinion, and so coach. and neither of them are real tight ends. And by of about, them are the way, what about how about
6: Shannon Sharp? How about John Mackey? God, now we're turning into one of those sports radio shows. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, going down. It's oh, Super you mean Bowl ones weekend. that
5: actually. You mean ones that don't just pull on <laughs> a low-hanging fruit and recency bias? Ones that actually dig deeper, talk smarter, and have healthy debates about the game. All right, couple Those? Of quick
6: things uh, before we get to our Super Bowl preview, which will unfortunately be truncated at this point. But that's all right because we we can now <laughs> use the fourth do. hour. But nice that's job, okay. John. Well, all right, it was a good call. It, it, I blame John. It it's fos- always John's problem. Fostered a solid debate there. your, I'm call- your debate
2: bl- with the caller, John, ended in a hug, and now you're turning on him, Andy. What are no, you I'm just doing? That's I love what John. Andy
6: does. It's all good. Hey, real quick, um, I just want to share this little grab that uh, our old pal Nick Cattles made from something that uh, John Jones put up at CBSSports.com. It was about Alonzo Highsmith. Um, Sources say Highsmith will, in part, help the team transition its grading system, whereas Belichick's Patriots had stringent grading rules on specific players. This harkens back to something Andrew Callahan told us, and if you missed that conversation, make sure you grab it on the Odyssey app or the Six Rings and Football Things podcast feed. Whereas Belichick... Belichick's Patriots had stringent grading rules on specific players and their fits in the organization. The Packers system, which is probably what Ron Wolf and Highsmith will borrow from editorial note from the host. The Packers system has long been noted to emphasize traits like athleticism, versatility and explosiveness. Yes, folks, you might actually be getting a more athletic, explosive, versatile, dynamic team. Wouldn't that be nice? And I also want to hit on this real quick. Um, Matt Judon also made his way to Radio Row, uh, promoting himself, as he should be, as he gets, uh, well, as he could be, potentially, I don't know, where he's going to be this year. He spoke to that very much as well. Wait, what? Matthew Judon was on a show called Melger and Faz. Never heard of it. Um, He said, quote, this game is a business. I just want to play the game, but I also have to win at the business aspect. They say they want me there. I want to be there, but business is business. So what do you make of that, Mr. Hart? Oh no. Are
5: we going to have another hold in? No, I think this is going to be a,
6: I I want a brand new contract, and if not,
5: trade me. Uh, I'd trade him then.
6: That's what you know what? I just checked the comments on said Twix posting, and you know what that is? I'll trade him. Sounds like he's gonna be gone. That's
5: that. Yep. I'm fine with it. Like this is a multi year rebuild. Well, I wouldn't say rebuild. I'm
6: fine with it. I mean, it's a multi year like rebuild. Yeah.
5: Like he you can you can win six games next year with or without Matthew Judon. I'm sorry, I, I don't mm-hmm. believe you're competing for anything significant next year, and if there is going to be an issue here with him, I would, because I still think he has something left in the tank. I still like him, um, but they had a pretty good defense without him this year, correct? Mm, they did indeed. Okay, You have
6: to give uh, Dietrich Wise, I hold on to. I'm re-signing Anthony Jennings if I get a chance to. Keon White, we're giving more ops to. Probably some other people in the draft as well. Judon, it's been terrific. But if someone's got, yeah. if what if what if a team, I mean, Yannick and Gakwe, who can't hold Matthew Judon's jock, gets a second round pick like two three years ago, and you can't tell me you can't get a, a two from a Super Bowl aspiring team, or even like a three for Judon.
5: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving him any money. And if I can certainly get a two, if I can get a two from because I just bumped your uh, contract a little bit last summer. Yeah, um, I he's did. I thirty. Gave him a nice topper. How old is he? 30. Judon, I want to say thirty one. I wanted to say 31, but I didn't want to say it because I felt like I might be wrong. So I didn't say it. I let you say it. So Thank if you're wrong, I'm, Fitzy said I'm it. No problem being um, wrong all the time. Oh, I've noticed. Uh, so I. Go F yourself. <laughs> and he's I, 31. Um, okay. 31. I was right. Um, so he. I was you, ween. <laughs> he um, He just. the. T- it's another timeline age thing. Like, yeah, I would love to have him around for when you're competing for something of note but i don't think he'll be around when you're competing for something of note so if i have to get rid of him a year too early and get a draft pick and assets let's just pretend you get a second round pick maybe that second round pick is your starting tackle like depending on when you make this trade or mm. you know or, or maybe you trade your pick and second round pick and you now you're late in the first round and you added oh my god a first round receiver to a first round quarterback oh we're on the roll we're doing it we're changing it on the fly like uh. okay i i just yeah his timeline might not may not marry up with the timeline of the team's rebuild
6: yeah, I could also spend uh, a long time getting into the Graziano thing about that was published this week at Espen.com, the Entirely Sick Persons Network, uh, about the Patriots and Dan Graziano's belief that some whispers around the league intimate that the Patriots could very well be trading the pick number three overall. Ooh, and he's not going to like that. You know what? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who said? Oh, yeah. Can I clean up a couple things? No, you can if... after we pay the bills on time and come back. What What bills? Get this with the... The bills that keep the... Li- bills that pay the, sk- the skills... That pay- Shut up. All right, here. All right. 15 Hart, back in a few minutes. We'll get to this. Super Bowl preview. Travis Tom's experience, 3 p.m. You're not going anywhere. I remember when... I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. <sighs> There's something about Andy Hart that time. He's all driving me crazy. Gotta clean up some things. All right, Hart, we'll give you a minute or two here. We got like... Five minutes left until we break it off, bid them farewell, say see you tomorrow for the big game brunch and usher in the Travis Thomas era. Well, it's actually, well, it's an experience now. Maybe if you put all the experiences together, it'll be ultimately an era. All right. Uh you wanted to clean up one thing. I wanted to quickly do the Graziano, and then we need to give our Super Bowl. Well, you know what actually? We'll give you our Super Bowl picks tomorrow. So let me let me do one of those big market teases. Tune in tomorrow. Eight to eleven a.m. Here, weei theaffiliates dot Odyssey app Beyond. I think actually they said they're going to also have it. Uh, the Twitch feed is going to be live on the jumbotron in Times Square tomorrow. The big game bridge is going to be huge. Ooh. Oh yeah, we'll be on it all like huge all over the place. Taipei, uh, South Remember Africa. Remember to tell
2: everyone in New York they're number one. Uh
6: huh. That's what. Yeah, I always do. That's what. Will made me be so popular there in Japan? for over two decades. Sure. Can Taylor Swift watch us? Uh huh. She's actually going to have it on. Taylor Swift, I heard from her people, she's going to have it on on the plane that she's Ooh. flying from Tokyo to Las Vegas. I think the Odyssey app can handle that. You think Taylor Swift would
5: miss that? Come on. T-Swizz, I'm her biggest fan.
6: She'll just use a little bit of uh, Elon Musk's Starlink internet that she can get, you know, as she's flying across the Pacific Ocean to watch her boyfriend lose Super Bowl 58. All right. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I said it. You heard it.
5: All right, what'd you want to clean up? So, two things. Uh, Earlier, somebody uh, tied me into the Rich Keefe Marvin Harrison plan. Like, I was a massive proponent of drafting the receiver. I'm not. um, While I haven't done all all my QB work, um, I'm still draft a quarterback in the top three picks kind of guy. That said, if you decide the guy that stays available at number three, or two of them, if things shake out in a weird way, isn't a true franchise quarterback, or you have a lot of doubts then I would trade down because there is bubbling interest seemingly on the rumor mill of other teams maybe looking up, looking to trade up for a quarterback. So I, I am not totally opposed. If you hate the third quarterback, if you don't think he's the guy, don't force it. Trade down to like 8, 9, 10. Get your tackle. Get another one for next year because this is a multi-year rebuild and it's never a bad thing to have multiple first-round picks.
6: Couldn't agree more, actually, even though I'm into the Marvin Harrison Jr. plan because I want as many potentially high-ceiling but ultimately, very high, high floor players. I think he's can't miss. And like we talked about, they don't have dynamic, versatile, explosive players. And this kid's good. Real. He good. is very good. He is yeah, very he's good. he's real good. So, but at the same time, if you move back all the way to eight with Atlanta, and they give you like another first round pick, and maybe even yeah. like a third, and you and can get suck. another receiver, and yeah, and you can get Tyquan Thornton's brother, or. <laughs> No, but if they suck, you trade back. Now next year yeah, and you also, suck, what, they suck. What two you, top five picks. What if you're not enamored with the first three quarterbacks and you're like, I think we can sign a veteran and grab one later in the first round or trade back in or maybe get one in the second round that we like and we'll you know draft and develop for a while? Then that's not a terrible plan. Uh, also, Andy, yeah, uh, this was the Dan Graziano piece that I had made mention of. Hey, Darren. Uh, hit uh ESPN.com this week. He was talking uh, the the bullet point here. Could the Patriots trade their first round pick? Said Graziano, the Patriots also need a quarterback, but there are people around the league who believe they're open to trading the number three selection, moving back in the draft, and addressing the quarterback position in free agency. Ooh, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Now see. Now, I ask you this because Mayfield obviously has familiarity with Alex Van Pelt, but so does Jacoby Mm -hmm. Brissett. He'll cost a whole lot less. Baker Mayfield is easily going to get like, I I imagine Tampa, they could tag him and then just do like a try to work on a three for 110 type deal, four for 150 with X amount guaranteed. He's got to be worth at least Daniel Jones money. Do you think the Pats would make a splash like that? And if so, what would you say to it?
5: I don't rule it out because of Elliot Wolf and Alex Van Pelt and some relationships and the hesitancy to over-invest in a top-three pick. I mean, they just blew it with Mac Jones. They watched the Jets blow it with Zach Wilson. There's probably some trepidation there, and if they have a personal tie to Baker that kind of emboldens him, because he's coming off a good year, so there's reason to maybe believe in him, and then if you have personal reasons to believe in him, It wouldn't be the most stunning thing, and it obviously changes everything in the draft. Because now you say, oh yeah, I'm signing Baker Mayfield and I'm drafting Marvin Harrison. And I have a a number 1 quarterback and a number 1 wide receiver right now. We're done. Let's go to work. Look at that. And I've heard this
6: draft does have a lot of tackle depth. And if you need to rebuild the line, this may just be the draft to do it in as well. All right, we'll see. That's what makes it fun. Would the Patriots trade back? Would you be able to stomach that, New England? That and so much more will be dissected, parsed over. It'll be analyzed, conversed, all of that, and then some tomorrow on the Big Game Brunch all week long here at Weei Boston Sports Original, and for the next two months to come as you go from the Big Game Brunch to obviously the next most important radio show here, that of course being the Rich Keefe Draft Party that'll be live the night of the NFL Draft here from these very studios. Oh my
2: gosh, flash. last
6: year was a crazy party. Oh, you
2: did you miss it? No, I was just, I remember the videos when they traded out. Uh, you were throwing stuff at the glass. I did. It, it was crazy and emotions. I had, I had and that had a baby was the, when they took Gonzo. That was with the 14th pick.
6: Hey, we get Gonzo back next year and Marcus Jones. Maybe the defense won't be that bad. Hmm. All right, but a lot to talk about. A lot of people to thank also for today's program, Andy. Let's thank our friend Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald who joined us in the first hour. Great spot. Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal talking Billy O and the BC Eagles in the second hour. Joe Braverman absolutely phenomenal job as always award-winning high quality nothing but the best good job by you andy and eh, the host was all right but that's you know what are you gonna do on short notice you gotta make do with what you have exactly uh that's what everyone said i won't even say he or she just everyone said uh you can hear us tomorrow along with the Shine time and the key for madness tomorrow the big game brunch 8 to 11 a getting you pumped primed jazzed and ready for super bowl 58 which, of course, you can listen to here via Westwood One's coverage starting at 2 p.m. Until then, I present to you the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today, Travis Thomas, and the Travis Thomas experience coming up on WEEI. See ya! See, see ya! Oh, sometimes I get a good
0: beat.